Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 250 of the Life Made to Order podcast. If at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. And for anyone not familiar with the saying, it's a play on words of if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And I got this idea for this podcast, like a lot of ones recent times, I was reading uh, my daily section of A Course in Miracles and was talking about the, the power of choice, how basically this work is just at the core, a choice between two different thought systems. And that's a realization I made even before I started studying the course. And I think when I finally came upon it, it that's why it resonated so much because that was already an idea that had been brewing around in my mind. And that's why I'm really drawn to teachings that really deal with the mind and just deal with what's happening inside your mind. You get to choose. You get to choose what you believe. You get to choose how to see things. Ego mind's very resistant to it, but when we really think about it, it's like, yeah, I kind of like if, that, if that's how it really works. That's really great because I can choose. No one can take that power of choice away from me. I can choose to choose. I can decide to decide differently. It, it's very empowering once we can get over all the re resistance we have to this and all these other ideas that are actually really, really good for us, right? That's the mind for you, though. And the one particular section I was reading that made me think about this was, trials are but lessons that you fail to learn presented once again. So where you made a faulty choice before, you now can make a better one and thus escape all pain that what you chose before has brought to you. And again, when we think about that idea, what we're being told there, what's what the, the message is with, with that passage, it's like we can choose. And if we don't choose well in a situation, we will have infinite opportunities to make a different choice again. And like I've always said, right, this work is nothing more at the core when you really drill it down. All the different stuff we're doing, all the tools and techniques and different subjects we're studying and everything, again, when we really drill it down to the most core thing, what are we really doing? What's the work we're really engaging in? We're choosing a new thought system. We're presented with all of these ideas about how to look at ourselves, how to look at the world, how to look at challenging situations, how to deal with other people in ways that are, you know, make for more harmonious relationships and less conflict and drama. And then the crux of the work is choosing those perspectives, choosing those interpretations, choosing that point of view over the, you know, what we would call the egoic thinking or however you think of that thought system that you're instilled with and programmed with most of us, that's very negative, feels very badly, creates a lot of problems in our life, creates a lot of conflict, creates a lot of drama, a lot of self-loathing, self-criticism, self-sabotaging behavior, all of that. And we're, again, when we drill it down, what we're really doing with this work is we're deciding, I'd rather that other way a lot of it feels very foreign to me. I might not have a lot of evidence that that way of thinking is valid, but it sounds really nice. Intuitively, something feels right about those teachings, these different, all these different spiritual teachings and these perspectives, these more empowering perspectives about your problem is only within your mind. Other people aren't responsible for my feelings, uh, whatever, all these different ideas, right? I'd really like to give that a really 
genuinely, meaningfully try to embrace that way of thinking. And again, that's the crux of the work. So if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. You always have an opportunity to choose that thought system. And you'll have plenty of moments when you're not choosing it. And as your awareness grows, you'll be more aware now that you're actually making that choice because you're that automated programming, that locked and loaded responses, all of that, you start getting off of that a little bit because now you are more aware of what's happening in your mind. You you now are aware of an alternative point of view, an alternative interpretation of everything that's happening. You're aware that there's other stories that might be more truthful about what's happening in your life and the story you have now is not true. You always have that chance to choose. And again, if you don't choose quote unquote properly in a particular situation, you don't choose the point of view that serves you, you don't make the decision that serves you, you always have an, there's always another opportunity coming down the pike where you can choose again. And the more you choose in favor of that thought system, a momentum starts to build. And a lot of times it won't even feel like you're consciously choosing anymore because that way of thinking becomes more ingrained. It starts to feel more natural. Your programming has started to change and you still have an automated programming, but it's good programming now. It's not the shitty programming with, you know, the, again, those locked and loaded responses of anger and feeling victimized and blaming the other person right away and right away going to the most negative uh, thing. that you don't do that as much anymore. But even when you find yourself doing that, you can choose again the next time you have that opportunity. Because when you really think about this work, everything you're doing is because you want your life to be different. Your day-to-day life, you want that experience to be more pleasant. You want it to be more harmonious, more peaceful, easier. So a lot of this work is really in the day-to-day, like the day-to-day decisions you're making. It's about applying this information practically. It's about really seriously pondering these interpretations, these other ways of looking at things, and letting that thought system guide your decisions, guide your reactions, guide how you're interacting with other people. So the real work is just in your day-to-day life. Yeah, we have our meditation and we have our routines and our rituals and the specific time we're taking out of our day to engage in these different things. And that's great. But that's not really the true work. The true work is bringing all of that into your day to day life. The point of you meditating, for example, is not to have that 20, 30, 45 minutes, whatever, how many times a day you're setting aside for that. Yeah, that that alone time, that time. Yeah, that's important. But the real point of you meditating is not to sit there for that amount of time every day. The point of you meditating is to train your mind, to reduce your stress, to quiet the egoic chatter in your day-to-day life. So your day-to-day life is more peaceful. It's not just about accomplishing that in that that limited amount of time that you're sitting and actually meditating. All of the information you're learning whatever personal road, whatever you're studying and listening to and however, whatever information you're consuming and wherever you're getting it from, the point of all of that is to apply it in your life and try to have those ideas inform your experience. The point is not just to gather that information and be like, look about all the stuff I know about now about meditation and chakras and Buddhism and A Course in Miracles and my inner child and generational trauma and yada, 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 right? 
you're learning about all that stuff because you're hoping that information will have some material impact on your life. So everything we're doing is about making our day-to-day -day existence better. Every morning we're getting from that time we're awake to the time we go to bed at night, everything that's happening in between, you're wanting that experience to be better or different in some way or else you wouldn't be drawn to doing all the things you're doing. So it's that day-to-day -day existence is where we really get to put all of this into practice. And like I said, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. If everything is about our mentality, if everything's just about what's happening in our mind and our only problem is ever in our mind, that means that the crux of our work is being aware of what's happening in our mind and being willing to change the contents of the mind, being willing to change our perspectives, being willing to change our stories, being willing to change our interpretations of how we look at a current event or a past event or how we're looking at a particular person in our life. If we feel uh, uh, being around them generates a lot of negativity and then we have conflict with them in some way. It's a constant choice. Everything is a constant choosing. Every moment you get to choose. And when I talk about that, I don't mean obsessively monitoring your thoughts and everything you think and every reaction you have to every little thing that's happening in your life. But in that but bigger picture, broader strokes... Yeah, you do have to pay attention to what's happening in your mind and how you're responding because your response is based on a choice. In that moment, you're making a choice about how you're looking at something. You're making a choice about this is you're deciding on a story. You're deciding on an interpretation, which will, of course, then influence any actions you take, how you respond to something in the world of action and what you do, what you say. So... When you find yourself choosing, you know, ego negative thought system and you're generating a lot of negativity, uh, you're getting really caught up in a, a really bad feeling story. At any moment, you can choose to change track on that. And when by that, I don't mean like literally like, you know, trying to force yourself into some new thought system and forcing yourself to totally feel better and, and totally eliminate whatever bad feeling you're having in the moment. No. You have to let yourself feel whatever you're feeling. It's important. But at any moment, you have to be aware that I'm upset right now, not because of what's happening, but because of what's happening in my mind. I'm not reacting to my circumstance. I'm reacting to something in my mind right now. And what's in my mind right now, I can choose to have something different in my mind. I can choose to remove from my mind what's in it now that's making me feel this anger or fear or guilt or resentment or bitterness or like feeling like a victim. I can choose something different. When you find yourself in a situation where you find yourself reacting in a certain way, again, you're not reacting to the situation. You're reacting to something within your own mind. And you realize, okay, it wasn't about, I, had, I just came from my mother's house. We had a really, wasn't a great visit. Got really pissed at her. We got in a fight. She was criticizing me as always. And I, I lost my temper and I feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at her because a part of me is I'm, I'm still blaming her for how I feel and thinking she needs to change so I can feel better. And now she, she's wrong or bad in some way. She needs to be different. And you reflect on all of that and you realize, okay, in that moment, I made a choice. I listened to my egoic mind's interpretation of what was happening. And that interpretation made me angry it made me lash out. It 
led to an argument. And again, it's not about beating yourself, about blaming yourself. It's just recognizing, honestly assessing what was happening. And it's like, okay, yeah, it wasn't my best moment. I don't really want to be that way when I'm around her. I don't want this tension. I don't want to always feel like this story I have about how she needs to be different, how she needs to stop doing what she's doing so I can feel better. I'm, I'm really sick of that story because I see that if I'm relying on her changing as a means of me feeling better, I'm probably pretty screwed because she's probably not going to change. I don't really like feeling that my mental well-being, my emotional well-being is always hinging on all these outside factors and other people's whims and behaviors and personality and stuff I can't do anything about. So next time I'm around her, I know I can choose differently. I could really work on putting all these teachings into practice because, again, that's the point of all of it, not just to know it. It's to practically implement it in your life. You're doing this so you can get healthier. You can deal with your anxiety. You can create more harmonious relationships. You can become more emotionally resilient, right? None of that stuff can happen if we're not actually doing the work in our day-to-day life, because that's where the work will be done. That's where the rubber meets the road. You know, for many years, I haven't gone in several years, but there was, I've talked about it before. There was a, for like, maybe I probably went like six times over the years. There was a silent meditation retreat I would go to. It was 10 days of no talking, just meditation, no, and no kind of outside stimulus, no books, no writing, no nothing, obviously like no TV or things like that. And the environment I was in, you know, sometimes I'd feel very anxious, but other times, you know, when there's none of that external stimulus, like kind of getting you worked up when you're not spouting your own bullshit, when you're not listening to other people's bullshit and negativity and everything, you're not talking and you're just totally disconnected in that way. Overall, your mind gets very, very quiet. And you feel pretty calm. But that environment is not representative of most people's day-to-day life. Day-to-day living, people aren't walking around, not talking, not watching TV, not on their phone, not doing nothing but meditating all day. Most people, they're not doing that. You're not having all of your needs taken care of. You're not, you know, the people would cook for you, uh, you know, you had a place to stay, you didn't have to do any of that. You're not, you know, no data, you're not working, you're not, again, this, that, that environment, those 10 days are not representative of the average person's day to day life. So do I, so when I would leave that place, would I still maintain that level of mental quiet and calm? No, of course not. Because a big part of it was the environment made it very easy to be that way. But everything I learned in the retreat, I went there, not again, not just to have those 10 days there and to have the 10 days of meditation. I did that as a tool to help me in my day-to-day life. So it was my responsibility to try to bring what I learned into my day-to-day life, recognizing that the work was trying to maintain a certain mentality being conscious of what was happening in the face of circumstances that made it challenging to do so. Because that's where the work was, is me trying to accomplish that and, and engage in that mind training in circumstances that obviously made it more challenging. But that was the point of going, was to help me in my, the point wasn't to sit there for 10 days in and of itself. The point was that 10 days was meant to help me in my day-to-day life, which again is very, very different 
than a silent 10-day meditation retreat. Again, most people's day-to-day life, that, that environment, what you're doing there, how you're living that week and a half is, is not representative of most people's average day-to-day life. So again, it's really about everything you're doing is to make your day-to-day life better. So you have to think, am I bringing these teach? Am I trying to, in my day-to-day life, am I doing anything with all of this information? If the crux of my work is choosing between two different thought systems, if I'm honest with myself, am I making a real effort to make that choice? When I'm presented with an opportunity to choose spirit thought system interpretation of an event, am I, and again, this isn't about being perfect or, you know, some, you know, whatever, or trying to do it quote unquote right all the time. But I'm just talking about, and honestly, are people, are you making a a real effort? Are you in, are you doing the crux of the work, which is that choice? And a lot of people might be like, yeah, I'm probably lacking a bit on that. And that's okay. Again, you don't beat yourself up for that. It's fine. But you have to be able to be honest about it and be like, no, I'm not really, I'm not really engaging in that choice very much. If I think about it, I'm still kind of getting swept up in my old conditioning a lot. I'm very, if I'm very honest, I'm very resistant to a lot of these ideas. Actually, they sound nice, but I'm, I'm still not really sold on them. Yeah, it's nice to think other people aren't responsible for my feelings, but I, if I'm honest, I don't really actually believe that. And anytime I'm faced with a circumstance where I'm getting up, um, someone's uh, words or uh, behaviors towards me, their treatment of me is generating a lot of negativity, I do go right to blaming them and I, I focus on them. It's all about them and what they said and what they did. I'm not really making the choice to go within and see what's really happening. This idea that I'm not reacting to something external, I'm reacting to something in my own mind. Yes, sounds nice, but again, not really sold on that. I don't really think that's true, actually. That's a big part of this, too. A lot of people, if they're really honest with themselves, a big reason that they don't apply these teachings is they kind of don't want to. Again, even though in theory, it would seem like a no-brainer because these ideas would bring us such so much more peace, would make our lives so much easier all of the things you want to manifest, they would come a lot more easily because these sorts of ideas lead to very deep changes in your emotional state. And like I've always said, energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings. So if you're struggling a lot, especially, this is an important question to ask yourself. And again, don't be afraid to be honest about it because if you're honest about it, this you'll everything that you're dealing with starts to make a lot more sense than when you're not aware of these, you know, this part of you that's actually resistant and not interested in doing any of this. It's like, oh yeah, like, so if you were to ask yourself, like, am I really open to a lot of these ideas? Am I really open to making that choice of between the two thought systems? Have I really been open to that? Do I really, have I really been believing that that's actually what I, it's the only thing I'm being asked to do and I'm kind of not interested in doing it? And then, you know, whatever answer you come up with, if it's, yeah, that's actually what's been happening with me, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. You can decide that you're not going to do that anymore and you are going to try, that you think it's worth it, that you feel enough of a resonance with these ideas that you think there might be some, even if it's just a little part of it, that's like there might be something to all of this, I'm going to really try because that's all you need to do. If you can honestly say you're trying, then you'll you'll be okay. But when you realize you're not really trying and you really are insisting on holding on to a bad feeling idea, you really are insistent that your interpretation, this bad feeling interpretation is true, 
you just have to recognize, okay, I'm making a choice right now. I'm not letting this go because I don't want to. And like I've always said, we're always, everyone's free to do whatever they want. You can decide an egoic interpretation of something is how it is. And that's what you believe to be true. That's your choice to make. But if that belief, if that interpretation is very upsetting and it generates a lot of negativity emotionally, you have to accept the consequences of that belief. You're not going to be able to feel better because you believe something that feels really badly and you've decided that it's not really even a belief. It's actually just an, an objective fact about that is what it, that, that is just how things are. That is what that, that, what, that's what that means. That's what that, this is what I have to do in this situation. I don't have a choice. I have to do this bad feeling thing. So you can decide that that those ideas are true for you, but you have to accept the emotional consequences of that, that it, it's, it's going to feel really badly. And that acceptance that it might feel badly, that might make you feel less badly because you think, well, this just is how there might be some sort of resignation to it or in some way that might be beneficial. But I would just suggest don't don't be so insistent on holding on to these really bad feeling ideas. Have a real willingness to consider maybe that better feeling idea could actually be true. So wouldn't it be good if that better feeling idea was true? I would love to think, it feels really bad to think that my bad childhood has left this indelible mark on my experience and I'm just screwed as an adult and there's no hope for me and I'll never heal from that. Or spirit would be like, what happened in your past doesn't really matter you can heal from it. There's a lot of valuable lessons there. Uh, there's a part of you that's completely untouched by any bad thing that's happened. It's, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter to that part. It's, it's strong. It's whole. It's complete. Like, well, yeah, that would feel a lot better. Thinking other people are responsible for my feelings, that feels really badly because I have zero control over what anyone says or does. There's a lot of people in my life who they really, really bother me that I have to be around all the time. And it really sucks to think that I have to put up with their bullshit all the time and I'm just always going to be like angry and annoyed and hurt feelings and resentful or spirit would be like, no, no one's actually, no one's responsible for your feelings, but yourself. Again, you're not reacting to what this person's saying or doing. You're reacting to something in your mind. There's something happening in your mind that's already within you. And what they're saying or doing is just pushing some kind of button. It's just flushing something up that's already there. It's hitting a soft, it's hitting a sensitive nerve. It's hitting a, some kind of sensitive spot within you. That's all that's happening. It's really not them. And it'll be like, that would be nice. That's actually a pretty nice idea to think that it's just something within my own mind because I can change what's in my mind. I can make that choice to go within my mind, see what's there and decide and choose whether or not I want to keep that there. Is that interpretation of what's happening true? Am I really a victim? Does this person truly have this power to hurt me like that I believe? Do I really need this person to change so I can feel better? Wow, if the, the answer to all those questions was no, that would be pretty great. And Spirit's like, yeah, it is pretty great. And that's what I'm telling you. That's what's actually true. So again, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. You always have an opportunity to make a new decision about what you're thinking. You have countless, again, this work, the crux of this work is that conscious choice and that conscious choice is made in, that, in everything we're doing day to day. You have countless opportunities. That's, real, the, that's where the real work is, right? Like when I was talking about that meditation example, 
The real work was when I left there and try to bring what I learned there into my day-to-day life to help quiet my mind, to help have a more peaceful existence. Yeah, there was a great power in, in taking that time away and, 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 and having the actual experience. But the point of me doing that wasn't just to have that, those 10 days doing that. The point of me doing that was to learn something, to practice something that I could bring into my day-to-day life when I'm having an uncomfortable conversation, when I'm waiting in line somewhere, when something doesn't go as expected and I get annoyed, when I'm bored, when I'm uh, feeling anxious about something and I find myself reacting automatically to something and my mind is, is starting to go wild with it and run away without me. That was right. That was the purpose of doing that. So if the work is is conscious choice and the real work is done in our day-to-day life, you get so many opportunities to practice choosing spirit thought system. And no matter how much you've seemed to mess up or you perceive that you fucked up, you, you have a million opportunities to rectify that. Like I said before, the example where you had the, the unpleasant visit with your mom and you're like, you handled it completely in a way that you're judging yourself and I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that way anymore. I need to, I want to change this dynamic. I don't want to have this way. I don't want it to be this way. The next time you see her, when you see her again in two days, you have an opportunity to choose differently, to be aware, to practice these ideas. How many times a day do you find yourself reacting to something outside of you negatively and it generates negativity? Think about one of the core teachings. The problem is it's within your own mind, not what's happening outside of you. Think how how many times a day something outside of you bothers you. Every time that happens, you, you can get an opportunity to practice. And again, like I said before, this isn't about obsessively monitoring everything. You don't want to do that. But my point is you have so many opportunities to practice the core of this work, which is engaging in conscious choice. And the more you practice it, the more natural it becomes, the easier it becomes. And like I said before, a lot of times it starts not even feeling so much like a choice because your mind, you've started training your mind in a way, you've started focusing in a way where thinking that way starts to feel more natural and you might, and you're, and it becomes more automatic you know, that automated programming, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's only a problem because the programming we were instilled with was shitty. But when we start automating in a positive way, that's a really good thing. And you don't have to stop and think, okay, ego versus spirit. A lot of times it's just like spirit is like the default in a lot of in a lot of ways. And a lot of people, what you'll find is you'll probably find it easier to do this with certain people than others or certain life subjects than others, or certain life situations than others, that's okay. That doesn't mean you have any defect with certain areas. It just means that you have more stuff with certain things. There's deeper stuff at play that gets filtered out, mirrored back in those circumstances and in those people, and that's all that's happening. It's not that it's truly more challenging to do it with your mom than your coworker. It's just that you have more shit with your mom. A lot of your shit inside gets triggered by your mom. It doesn't get triggered by your coworker. It might be easier to do it with stuff with your body than stuff with money. 
because a lot of the shit inside of you, the stuff with your body is not, doesn't trigger it. It's the stuff with money that triggers it. So anything that seems more, any, any subject area or certain situations or certain people that seem more challenging to make these choices, it's not because it's inherently harder in any way. It's just that there's more stuff, whatever stuff you're dealing with, those people or those circumstances or those areas of life just trigger it more than other areas. That's really that all that's happening. So if one of your big things is scarcity and lack and not feeling loved and supported, stuff with your body probably won't trigger that, but stuff with money will trigger that very, very strongly, very, very easily, very, very frequently, and it won't take much to set it off. But you always get a chance. That's the great thing about choosing. No one can take that choice away from you. No one can tell you you can't choose that. No one can tell you how to think and be like, you have to think this way. No one has any power over you to do that. The only person that could stop you is yourself because the only way that you won't do that is if you choose not to choose and you choose to maintain a certain belief system, you choose to maintain a certain interpretation. Again, no matter how painful it might be, for whatever reason you think you don't have a choice, again, that's your choice to make. You can do it, but I just wouldn't recommend you know, being so insistent and digging your heels in on these really bad feeling beliefs, at least be a little open to saying maybe just again, like I've always said, you just need a little bit of willingness here. You don't need some full throated endorsement of these ideas. You don't need to believe them with every fiber of your being to start benefiting from them to start opening yourself up because a willingness, willingness is a choice. I'm choosing to consider maybe even a little Maybe what I think is not right. Maybe there is another way to look. Because again, the, the willingness alone is a choice. So even if you're still not fully sold on some of these ideas, even if you're still really pretty deeply embedded with the ego thought system, especially in, with, with certain subjects or certain people or certain situations, if there's even a part of you that's like, I'm willing to think maybe there's a different way to go about this. I'm willing to think there's a different way to look at this. I'm willing to be open I'm willing to not be so arrogant and think that I know everything and I know what's best for me and I know how everything's supposed to be and I'm right. That the the willingness, there's a decision, you're making a choice there to be open. And that choice alone is very, very powerful energetically. You open something up with that willingness. And a lot of you might have seen this, even a little shift like that, you might have quickly seen things that shift mirrored, that choice mirrored back to you pretty quickly. It might not be some big sexy manifestation that blows your mind, but it might be a little thing that's like, yeah, you know, I, that, that was interesting what happened. It was really, it wasn't a, like that was something, but and you, again, it might be a little thing, but what it represents is very significant and you notice it and it stands out to you as, as some sort of uh, proof or validation that maybe thinking that way has, has merit because our own personal experience is always going to be our most powerful proof. But if, if we have, but in order to, but if the only way we can manifest that quote unquote evidence is changing our mind first then we have to be willing to have the change of mind before we have proof that changing our mind is valid. Because we see if we insist on doing it that way, we're stuck. Because if our mind and what's happening inside is level of cause and everything happening in our own life is just a reflection of what's happening in our mind, it's a manifestation of uh, an outward manifestation of some inward whatever's happening with us. 
we see that the outside can't change until the inside changes. So again, that's where that that's why that willingness is very powerful because that willingness is like I'm willing to change my mind. I'm willing to think differently. And that again, that opens something up. And then the more open you become and you start manifesting that quote unquote evidence that that way of thinking is valid, it becomes something that it becomes true. It starts to truly become your thought system. It's not just these ideas that you're kind of kicking around on an intellectual level. It's not some intellectual exercise that you're engaging in for fun or just mental stimulation or just thinking for the sake of thinking or keeping yourself busy with uh, acquiring knowledge and reading books and get just again, just gathering the information with no intention to use it. You actually feel like this is what I truly think. This is what I truly believe. Because you now have evidence in your own life. And again, it's not theory. It's not some intellectual exercise. It's not some desperate hope of like, I hope this is true because everything is so terrible. And oh my God, and I, I hope all this stuff is true because everything I believe is so terrible and life seems so terrible and my life is so terrible. And again, it's like this desperate hope. It's none of that. It's like a genuine, this is what I believe because I've seen it in my own life and I'm very confident in these, in these ideas now I have a lot of faith in them and it gets easier and easier to do it. But again, it has to start with that willingness. Again, a choice. It has to start with, I'm choosing to be open. I'm choosing to accept that I maybe don't know how everything is. I'm choosing to believe that things might not be as they appear to be. And all the conclusions I've drawn based on appearances, if the appearance isn't what's actually true, then my conclusions probably aren't true either. If there's really no objective truth of like in the sense of nothing, every situation has no inherent meaning and it's really just my interpretation, it's my story. I'm willing to think then that my story I have now that feels really bad, that holds me back in life, that keeps me clinging to past grievances and anger and just all this really shitty stuff. I'm willing to consider that it is just a story. And my story is just that it's a story. It's not some objective retelling of objective facts. It's not, it's not a, a list of facts about what happened. It's just a story. What happened to me inherently means nothing. I have a story about what happened though. And it's a bad feeling story. And I'm willing to maybe think that maybe that story is not true. It'd be kind of nice if this story wasn't true because it causes me a lot of suffering. It holds me back in a lot of ways. Creates a lot of anger. Mostly at myself or whatever it is, right? So again, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. You have in your day-to-day -day life, because if everything's about how we are reacting, if everything's happening in our mind, then we have countless opportunities to, to train our mind into, with spirit thought system. And when you find yourself not thinking with spirit and really deeply in ego, don't beat yourself up. It happens to the best of us. But again, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. The next time you find yourself in a similar situation, you could choose to embrace spirit thought system. Like, yeah, I got really bent out of shape about this thing not going the way it was expected. And I got mad because I wanted things to be a certain way and it didn't turn out how I thought it should. But that felt bad. Not accepting what is in the moment when I can't do anything about it. That causes me a lot of suffering. And a lot of spiritual teachings would tell me I don't have to suffer in that way. Because my... 
upset is not coming from any objective assessment of what's happening. It's just an egoic, arbitrary judgment of how I preferred things to be. But just because they didn't turn out that way, it doesn't actually mean anything went wrong. So the next time I find myself in a situation where things don't go as planned or they go unexpected, I can choose to be more accepting. I could choose to be more open. I really lost, you know, I was having a bad day at work that the cashier, whoever, she was kind of giving me an attitude or she was giving me a problem about something and I kind of got snippy with her and I got an attitude and I felt afterwards that that exchange, it didn't feel really good. Kind of, I got really annoyed and angry. And again, you're going to want to judge yourself. It's not about that, but it's just about recognizing, yeah, that, that, that didn't feel good. How I reacted, how I was looking at the situation didn't make me feel good. And now you're aware. And the next time you're in a situation where you're dealing with somebody that's maybe being a bit difficult or they're not being friendly or they're not whatever it is, you think they should be treating you differently and behaving differently based on their job or their role, you could decide, okay, last time I was in this situation, I didn't really like how I reacted. It just didn't feel good. And I was really an ego and it, it, there wasn't, it wasn't a good outcome emotionally or a material outcome either. I didn't, you know, things didn't turn out that great. So that didn't serve me really. So then you get a chance to practice showing that person compassion, not taking their behavior personally or whatever it is you think, whatever thinking you think would help you in that moment, you get a chance to choose and you can do it again. Like I said, if it's the just that core idea of if the outside world's not our problem, it's what's happening in our mind. Every minute of every day, you get a chance to train your mind and practice because think about every day, how much are you reacting to everything outside of you? The unhappy, your client complaining about their product didn't come on time, the traffic jam, your kids were being a pain in the ass this morning and they were fighting and they were not cooperating with getting ready for school or your husband said something or whatever it is your neighbor did. That. It's the opportunities to choose and practice are truly infinite. And that's a, it's amazing. It, be, it, comes, it becomes like a, it can become kind of fun in a way, almost like a game. And again, like I said, I want to stress this. This isn't about this, like I make this like this tense thing where like you feel like you have to be constantly monitoring everything and trying to be some perfect spirit. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about having that general big picture awareness of day to day. How are you feeling day to day? When you have certain areas of your life or certain people where there's ongoing conflict and it's like an ongoing thing, those are the sorts of, you just, you want to pay attention to what's going on because you're like, yeah, there's something happening here. I want to do things differently. So again, if at first you don't succeed, choose, choose again. All of this work is at the core when you drill it down with all your tools and techniques and seminars and the different subjects you study and everything you do, do, do. At the core of this work is totally within the mind. It's just a choice between two thought systems. All of this work that you're doing, you're learning all these different perspectives and you're learning all these different ways of looking at the world and this wisdom and this guidance about how to, to, to do, do all this and be happier and more peaceful. The crux of this work is, do I choose those interpretations and those, those ideas and that wisdom over my egoic thinking, which is very negative and judgmental and fearful and full of hate and grievance and, and everything shitty and I'm always worried. It's like at the core, that's it conscious choice. And in your day-to-day -day life, you get endless opportunities to practice making that choice. So when you find yourself not making it, it's okay. We do it all the time. I do it all the time. But I have an awareness now 
especially with bigger things or intuitively things I know to pay more attention to, I do try to be more conscious of in this moment, I have an opportunity to choose differently than I did last time. And I'm going to try to, to do that sincerely. And like I said before, if you can honestly say you're trying, then you're okay. And when you, and when you recognize you're not really trying, when you're really digging your heels in on a certain interpretation or a certain story, you want to be honest about that because again, you just want to recognize your suffering is at your own hand because you're choosing to hold on to it. Again, not in a beat yourself up, blame yourself kind of way. But when you realize it's always yourself, it's your own mind, that's a very, very empowering idea. Because again, when you're looking and thinking it's something outside of you or you're doing something wrong or there's just something you're not getting, that all feels really bad. When you just realize it's your own resistance, your own lack of choice, or your own, you know, you're still in the, when you're not choosing spirit thoughts, you're still making a choice, you're choosing ego thought, whatever it is, you, again, the point is it's you, that's a good thing, not in a, it's an empowering thing and it, it's good. And if you really are insistent on holding on to certain stories, you want to explore why why do I not want to let this go? What do I have to lose by letting go of this story? And then you can get a better sense of, and like I said before, you might conclude that this is the story you're sticking with, or this is the belief, and this is how it is. That's okay. You can do whatever you want, but you have to accept the emotional consequences of doing that and realizing, okay, well, if I'm going to hold on to this story that whatever, and it makes me feel like I'm going to hate my ex-husband forever, or I'll never be able to forgive my parents, or I'm always going to feel trapped, or whatever it is, it's like, okay. But again, that acceptance might ease the suffering a bit. But again, so again, we can do whatever, we can do whatever we want, we can believe whatever we want, but I would just recommend not, not being so insistent on, on those beliefs and really being willing to try to let them go and explore more deeply, if you don't want to let them go, why, why that might be. So think about that today. You have endless opportunities to make this choice between these two thought systems. And if you don't succeed in one situation or with one person or with one encounter, another opportunity is coming right down the pike to, to practice. So the more you practice, the easier it gets, the more natural this thought system feels, and you'll get what you want most in life, which is essentially just feeling better in your day-to-day -day existence from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, right? All you want is for that, that time you're conscious to be better in some way. This is, this will help that a lot. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. For more content, products, information about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.